1: Welcome to episode number 268 of On the Corner, the official PitcherLift.com podcast. I'm your host, Alex Fest, joined as always by Mr. PitcherLift himself, Nick Pollock. Nick, how you doing? What is happening? I, I noticed that. I noticed Notice it. what?
2: Pitcher lift. That was amazing.
1: If you didn't we hope we got to see you this past week for the meetup. I only got to go to one event because I broke my foot. But man, between the baseball game, the softball game, the drinks, which I was
2: there for, that mm. was a lot of fun to be able to meet and see oh, that everyone. And that talk. was amazing. It's why I still don't have a voice. Yeah, um, yeah. But by the way, to suggest that we play a softball game, we played a wiffle ball game that included not running. Because, I was going to and just you now, it was it was amazing. It was super fun, but definitely not softball.
1: No, it no. was crazy. David Cohn showed up. He was throwing <laughs> like ninety
2: eight. It was. And well, like- Chris Towers did show up. Uh, from yeah, CBS, which is really cool to, to hang out with him. But uh, fast, uh, I realized something. What? This podcast mm-hmm. is our five year anniversary. Is it today? Yeah. Get out of here. Five year anniversary. Five year anniversary. The very first on the corner podcast came out five years ago today. That is. Mm-hmm. But it was July twenty sixth. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Look, Look at, at us. At huh? us. Hey. <laughs> it's amazing. There's a there's a photo I have and I took the first time because I was just being silly. I was like, I want I want to remember <sighs> like our first podcast. So tight in that little. It, like, we we entrance. were away from the window because it was so loud outside. <laughs> yeah. As we huddled over one blue yeti, had it set ah. to like the the omni sound, which makes it sound <laughs> a lot worse. Yeah. Yeah. As like I sat on a cushion. <laughs> and this was on like your bedside table or something yeah, propped are, up. Yeah. It was it was it was something else. In our little my little greenpoint apartment.
1: Now here we are. Here we are talking about the top 100. Today. 267 episodes later. Yeah, my god. Talking about the t- uh, unbelievable. I don't think I've <laughs> ever done this much of anything
2: with anyone. I feel like that deserves the fanfare, you know. Yeah, that's that's quite nice for 268 episodes, five years later fast. You know, I couldn't done one with anybody else. Oh, I love you, brother. Yeah, this
1: is the this is the too. best
2: way to celebrate it. Not not we got 268. That's the real milestone, not episode 300. 268. This is probably not. We got to figure out what we're going to do for 300. That's going to be. Will that even be this season? I don't think no. so. That's gonna. I think the off season. Yeah, that'll be yeah, what? thirty weeks away. Thirty-two weeks away. Yeah, yeah, something like that.
1: That's almost a full year. That'll probably be into next season. Watch it be the uh, the, the PL7 podcast.
2: Oh, we should do that. We, we should, should make it happen that. like that. Yeah, that's gonna. Oh man, man, I, I'm going to announce more PL7 things beforehand this time. I'm thinking of it like a video game. Okay. We're like pre-order now. You know, you showcase the video game and stuff, but you still have a couple things that you don't want to spoil on. You know, when you play the game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so what you you're going to pre-order and then just pull the rug out. Yeah, from exactly. Buggy, you know, one hundred percent. It's going to be like <laughs> Anthem. It's you know, it's uh, good. no, of course. Not. Did you play Cyberpunk? Uh, actually, no. You didn't play it at all. <laughs> oh no, uh, man. No, I mean it, it, that's that's a time suck of a game. It was. So and bad. Uh, and yeah, that that was that. That yeah, that thing too. Yeah. I didn't play Witcher three, so. Uh, all right. We digress. Yeah. We digress. Uh, yeah. I,
1: you're not listening to us to talk about video games, although we could talk no. about them for quite some time. Yes. You're here to talk us, talk about pitching, uh, here to listen to us <laughs> hey. talk about pitching, I should say, and there's plenty to talk about today. Yep. The first thing, so obviously, if you're not on PL Plus, you should be joining us there, You should be checking out the First Pitch podcast each day, get all the news and notes, especially with the trade deadline coming mm. up.
2: I mean, we, you're probably going to be glued to your Twitter we, like we are. We also have a newsletter. We don't talk about it enough, but they do such a great job with that. Now, Mark McElroy is the manager of the newsletter team. I. Every single day you get a newsletter, you get all the, the articles that you might have missed, the uh, the SP Roundup stuff. It's just, you should get it. Uh, it's the bottom of every single article you can sign up, so go do that. It is worth it for sure. There's
1: also some office hours if you want to come ask Nick some questions oh, when yeah. he's
2: on stream. What are those office hours? 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, every single Monday through Friday.
1: That's when I want to talk about baseball. I want to wake up, think mm. about it, go
2: talk about it with you. Let's do it.
1: Um, all right. The question that I want to get to before we break into this week's Top 100s, so I want to talk about the trade deadline, and I want to go through some names, and I want your opinion on whether a the team who owns this person, the team who rosters this person, is going to hold or trade uh, and where, theoretically, you would like to see them go. Sure.
2: Okay, okay that sounds fun.
1: Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and start with Max Scherzer, who's probably going mm. to be traded, or at least it's looking like it. The Nationals right, right. have said that anyone whose name is not Juan Soto is probably available.
2: Mm-hmm. Where Do you think the Nats will trade him, and where would you like to see him go? I mean, considering how much money comes with him, uh, it's going to be the Dodgers, and it's going to be silly. Okay. Yeah, it just, that just makes the most sense, considering that they lost one of their aces and and uh, Kershaw's hurt. Mm. They need a starter badly. Bad news for Josiah Gray, but yep. uh, he probably has one more starter left in him, then I don't really know how many more we get.
1: Now, you could theoretically also make the case then for the Mets, who now have a lot of money and are just as injured. And now
2: there are rumors, theoretically, that Thor could come back and come out of the bullpen. Yeah, uh, it's it's a situation like you see the Rich Hill deal. Deal. I remember talking with the, uh, the staff on, at the Met game on Friday night. Mm. Um, oh yeah, also ran into uh, Giraffe Neck Mark. Yeah, that was as awesome. well. That was really really cool. Really nice guy. Uh, but uh, that the Rich Hill deal is exactly the kind of deal that they want to make. They don't they don't want they don't need like the ace ace guy. They need just help to ensure that they get the innings and survive in the NL East, because then Carrasco and DeGrom and Thor are there Mm. come playoff time. They don't need that fourth, necessarily. And, yes, Stroman, there you go. There's the fourth guy. So, spending for Scherzer isn't necessarily what the Mets want to do. It's more about the depth guys.
1: Yeah, I think bullpen would definitely be beneficial for them. I'm trying to think about how—so, they they lead the division right now, and then I guess they would still, theoretically, if they— no, if they fell out of the division— they probably wouldn't get the wild card with the Dodgers and San Diego for the wild card. So yeah, they, need they a, might need the
2: starting yeah, pitching. Yeah. Okay. So Atlanta's probably going to fall out. I uh, Orlando. Atlanta. Atlanta. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Orlando too. <laughs> yeah, they, they <laughs> fell out a long time <laughs> they ago. Sucked forever. It's been
0: unbelievable. <laughs> There's no magic there. Yeah. Oh, so I. Nice. Uh,
2: so Atlanta without Acuna, yes, it's not as big of a hit as it would be in other sports, but it does get. There is a feeling that you, you lost Ian Anderson for a while. Woski hasn't been there. Mm-hmm. and... It's just gonna be the Mets running away with that as everybody else sells. Well, uh, Philly. Philly can still oh, very much that, make that, a push. That, that's a very good point. But They're, at least not Atlanta. No, yeah. So
1: Philly's four games back at the moment, which is very, you know, and, easy to do. And I, Nola showed up. Yeah, Nola showed up. We're gonna talk about him mm. today for sure. But who I guess who would you rather see? Would you rather see uh healthy? So Bueller
2: Scherzer or DeGrom Scherzer. DeGrom Scherzer. Is. I mean that's a, But the problem with that is I can you see Scherzer being a number two? No, <laughs> I mean with the Dodgers, I imagine he'd be one. Maybe. I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a good
1: question. I imagine they would put him one even when Kershaw comes back, right? I mean, it's it, it whatever. I don't think he cares. I think he cares about winning another ring.
2: I'm excited for wherever he goes. Watch yeah, it be definitely. like to the Brewers, and then it's yeah, that would be wild. <laughs> There'd be like, four of them. Oh, There'd be the, four studs. The there. Rays were the big shock that I saw today. And oh, that, that would be that would be weird considering how much money they'd have to take. No.
1: Yeah, but it's a one time deal that they could probably get the Nats to eat a bit of, especially if they're getting a interesting. big return. Oh, okay,
2: right, right. That makes sense. So that would be Yeah. I mean, when, man. When I talked to Spore on the fireside, I suggest that the Dodgers also get Corbin mm. and eat up all that contract. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'd be uh, interesting. that'd be crazy. I think they'd be like, no thanks. Yeah.
1: Um all right, the next guy I want to talk about, Alex Cobb. You like, think he would be you, on the move? You love Cobb. Is it just because his no, no, first no. name Alex? <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. No, <laughs> I, I I saw I was I looked at a tweet from Mike Petriello and there was a good some comments about pitchers that could theoretically be on the
2: move and Cobb could be one of them because he's serviceable. Oh, yeah, no, no. I'm just joking around. Yeah, his uh, his splitter is back and I think the thing that you would really appreciate because I remember you talking about this with Bundy was the first pitch curveballs. Mm-hmm. He's getting a lot of cult strikes with the curveballs and it's a huge huge thing when your main secondary pitch is a splitter. And you can't always rely on that getting a strike. So here's a nice curveball. Oh, here's a free strike that sets up the splitter a lot better. Mm. Cobb is doing a really good job with that. Uh, he could be on the move. That's like a Red Sox move, if you ask me.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Red Sox. Uh, I'm thinking like a team that needs some a little bit more depth, right? Because right. Cobb isn't really a two or a three. He's more a four or five kind of guy. He's going to eat innings for you a little bit and keep your starters a little bit healthier. Maybe Milwaukee, I mean, too. Mets,
2: too, again. Yeah, yeah.
1: Mets, too. You know what's interesting? What if it was the Giants and they had that that double splitter <laughs> punch with
2: Gaussman and Cobb? Oh, man. Well, I hope the one uh, for Gaussman returns. It hasn't been the last two starts. It's been weird, but yeah. I think it's because he had to take personal leave for a moment.
1: He's another guy we're going to talk about as
2: he got shellacked in his last start. But what about Jose Barrios? Okay, so, I mean, I felt bad. There was a tweet going around about someone making a graphic for, like, the Padres versus the Dodgers of the race to Barrios, and they accidentally put the Pirates instead of the Padres. Mm. It was like Pittsburgh. I felt bad for the graphic designer. I mean, ugh. You know, that I've made so many mistakes like that before. Sure. And I just like, oh, they know. It's not like, oh, the idiot doesn't know. They know. They just messed up. Yeah. But anyway, that's the whole talk is like, I'm looking forward to that battle. The Dodgers and the Padres trying to out trade each other. Yeah. You know, uh, it's kind of like the Athletics and the, the Tigers back with like Lester and sure. uh, whatever the other one was. I can't remember. But it, that was a fun time. Uh, but I uh, yeah I could see yeah I could see him going to either one of those teams honestly. You think he'd be on the move? Or you think they'd hold? Oh no, they're definitely dealing him. Yeah. They got him. Like now's uh, he's one of the premier targets right now. Yeah. Uh, you're going to get the most out of it and sure it's one more year left and he could go for it next year twins but that's a smart thing to do.
1: I'm curious to see what he's going to do in a different organization. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm curious to see if there are any tweaks that they're going to want him to make, if there are any changes there. I mean, he's so volatile
2: with how well his curveball performs, that it's hard to really make a significant tweak, if you ask me. But I I I could be completely wrong. You never know. He moved on the mound, so you never know. And he still is exactly like most even averaged guy as you can find in the majors very consistent speaking of volatility though andrew heaney would he be on the move and where do you think that he would be hope? exciting because i mean maybe there is a tweak there to unlock the full potential of heaney because when he's working it's gorgeous but mm-hmm. we see even inside of starts that he's wonderful for three innings and then terrible for two you know mm-hmm. i i don't know that could be like a yankee move honestly Oh. Because the Yankees have always been like a stuff team that's like, oh, no, we can tweak and make this work better and sure. bring out the best, and they might have the arrogance to do that.
1: Yeah. That's all right. Nice to see them <laughs> at the bottom of the <laughs> ALE cellar with us. Um, speaking of another guy that's actually, you know, we've talked about him being a Yankee for a while, John Gray. Oh, yeah. You know, is this finally the year that he gets out
2: of Coors, and would I imagine you'd like to see him in New York. Oh, well, I would love to see him in, in uh, LA, just so then there's two Joe Grays. Uh, J.O. Grays as in Josiah and John I think that would be hilarious they would have to
1: call themselves the putties the putties, you remember from uh, Power Rangers those gray little oh, putties my that. Lord. <laughs> that is
2: an unbelievably good impression. Yeah, I remember the first episode. They're like, "How do we defeat them?" Then they have to push the P or whatever on their chest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like why don't you defend that thing better that's, if that's your weakness? I don't know. That's okay. really
1: the reason we need this to happen. Yep, and we got to get Sunny Gray, Josiah Gray, and John Gray on the same team. Oh my god, that's a marketer's dream, baby. The putties. <laughs>
2: Um, I don't know if that's going to happen. Normally also, like, you hear about division rivals... And you don't really trade within division that often. <laughs> That's
1: the most niche t shirt ever. It's just buddies with
2: their face on them. So I, I sorry. give I give my graphics team, our graphics team, twenty four hours. Yeah, if they, they hear the putties. This, yeah, I would like to see three putties <laughs> with all of the grays uh, on their hey, heads. We're making a conceited uh, concentrated effort to uh, to improve our store moving forward. So we to hopefully have more shirts and, and more, you know, more stuff for you guys moving forward. And what better way? than to start <laughs> than with, with the putties. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, Zordon is the funniest thing in the world to me. (laughs) Really? Well, just think of this as a face in a tube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just like the most bland thing, too. It's not like an exciting, like, oh, look at this one. He's all like, hi. (laughs) Yes. Oh, you're you're, okay. I've got a mission. Yeah. Yeah. LSD is like, a hell of a drug.
1: <laughs> that's probably that's what they the were doing. the weirdest
2: thing ever. In All a right. tube.
1: Did you say where you think
2: John Gray is going? You said maybe- It's like a screen. It's like a tube of water. <laughs> I know. It's It's bizarre. not even like a face in it. It's just like a smoke. <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. What, what, John Gray, where do you think he's going to land I don't know. Um, no, no, Moving no. on. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, it's all the normal targets, right? This could be honestly the the Rockies messing up entirely. Mm-hmm. So where we consider this more as like, hey, this is you can get your number three here. Yeah, it could turn into the cost of a number five. You're know, like whatever Tyler Anderson goes for, it, it could be literally like the same price because it's Colorado. And uh, concerning how Arenado was traded, uh, but I mean, I could see anybody get. He he fits everywhere. You know, the Brewers could really use a fourth guy that actually depend on, especially considering yeah, they're cutting back point. on the innings from everybody. Yeah, that's true. So, we uh, talk about Freddie Peralta then again, Yeah, then again, like, Tyler Anderson is so perfect for that because you just think of Brett Anderson and Brent Suter and everything. It's like, oh, yeah, we need more Tyler Anderson <laughs> in Baltimore. And, uh, in Milwaukee. <laughs> in Milwaukee. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, I mean, even, like, you know, Tampa Bay could use him. I, the Jays need another starter to make a push, you know? Yeah, yeah. So. I wonder
1: if... Uh, Zach Davies would be an interesting fit for the, <laughs> the Jays. Gotta you, go you got to go back to Milwaukee. Yeah? Anywhere. You yes. think they wouldn't
2: just move on from him? The, they're the, the only ones that would actually like say, like, oh, yeah, this is what we want. Mm. I mean, if I'm the Jays, like, what's the difference between, I don't know, everyone else that they have there with Zach Davies? Yeah,
1: that's a good point. I was looking to see who's throwing the most change-ups overall in baseball. Which team has the most change-ups among starting pitchers thrown? Oh, my God. Uh, mm. I don't know if I did th- I think I did this This query correctly I was doing it While I was talking to you but I'm
2: trying to think um, The Yankees I know Have upped their change of usage They're fu- they're fifth Yeah okay Yeah But that's all I got <laughs> Number one is in the NL East NL East Uh, That's not the Braves Is mm-hmm. it No Um, Phillies Mm-mm Marlins, yeah, it's Marlins, all, I, yeah. I should have gone the Marlins Marlins. First. number one. Most oh, changeups and and Pablo and, and Trevor Rogers. You yeah. kidding me? Yeah. Most change-ups in baseball. They love. They also. I, I should have gotten that. I'm upset at myself. It's all good. Two I'm more. Upset. Two more quick ones. Be Tyler better. Anderson and Wade Miley. <laughs> I mean, both are such Brewers guys. Uh, Wade Miley, I, I gotta say, is like one of the most underrated. Seasons literally, we're save it, save it for oh, later in away. the podcast, yeah, because okay. we're going to talk about him too. Because,
1: yes, I you should my, my note is literally that it's like crazy. the most underrated year, it's, it's from like Raid a two Miami.
2: three year array right now and a it's, 107 whip with like a 19 percent strike. Array, no, I think it's like a 118 that. whip, but it's okay, it's, it's oh, still yeah, okay, right, right, right.
1: It's he's uh t- t- top 12 in terms of era, it's
2: crazy, like top 20 in terms yeah. of vip, right. it's insane. I mean, that's like Cotter coming back, you know, if you remember in 2018 or 2019, second half before the blow up, uh. Well, yeah, well, there's right, right there before the blow-up essentially. So it must have been 2019. That month of September was just was brutal. Yeah, I, I still don't understand it. You know, you if you watch those games, it's just like bad luck, bad luck, bad luck, bad luck for six straight guys. Okay, fine, this won't happen again. Bad luck, bad luck, bad luck. Yeah. it's just what, it was what? very much that's baseball, season. i un- unreal poor Wade Miley. I'm really happy he's succeeding once again. Um, and uh, I don't know what teams would uh, would row for Wade.
1: Very nice. I don't think, I was going to say Tampa, but I don't think he has enough stuff for Tampa. Because he's what? He's an effective
2: innings eater, right? Yeah, but that's the thing. Everyone needs that. Yeah. You know? Mets, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Red Sox, very good. Yeah. Like, all these teams could use Wade Miley.
1: Yeah, I'm trying, you know, it's funny, whenever I think of who Tampa Bay would want, you also have to think of then Boston would theoretically want them too. Oh
2: yeah, everyone, everyone needs Wade Miley. Well,
0: the Dodgers the, the, wouldn't do it. The, the Dodgers would go for him. No, I don't
1: think the Dodgers would need yeah. him. The similarities in front office is what I mean, right? Oh I mean, yeah, The time yeah, yeah, bloom course. being yeah. up there, it's probably very similar. will with that name. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, it is my uh, 33 years of Judaism. <laughs> 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 um, all right. So, w- with that said, we've gone through a bunch of guys that we think are very excited. I- the deadline is five days away. It's going to be a very exciting one. I'm very excited for the ones that just kind of come out of left field, like Adam Frazier to Pittsburgh was, or like yeah, like that me. ball
2: to Verdugo. Yeah, exactly. The what?
1: like the ball to Verdugo out of left field. Oh my goodness gracious. I'm already sick of it. We're 16 (laughs) minutes in. Um, All right, so we're going to move on to the list that came out today and we're going to start, it's interesting, I don't remember the last time we've had such a large tier one, but with Mm. Jacob deGrom obviously on the I.L. for a little while, we're going to start with our new number one, who is Garrett Cole. I'm going to read through everyone in this tier. You're going to tell me what it's called and why it's called that. We have 11 total. We're talking Cole, Wheeler, Woodruff, Darvish, Scherzer, Lynn, Giolito, Rodon, Bueller, Ray, and Gaussman. We're
2: gonna call it the cheap baker. Okay, because there's one not under. A be, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But
1: all still, but from a very good shop. Oh yeah, it's the best one. Yeah, best shop That's in the town. Best one. So it's like, good, that, so good
2: that you'll undersell the dozen. Yeah. Exactly. We're <laughs> very much on the same page. But it, it's kind of weird because, like, this tier, you know, I I can't believe I have Zach Wheeler number two. Well, didn't we talk? Was it, it Zach Wheeler who was over Garrett Cole a couple weeks ago? Uh, well that was I mean that was when Garrett Cole fell. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, when he was at the, the his nadir of the season. Yes, but that was when but still Wheeler was over him, right? Because we were concerned about what the stuff and yeah, whether yeah. yeah and yeah, then, yeah. then Cole's obviously been like, All right, I'm fine. Everything's yep. fine. Hey, we're cool, we're cool. Okay. But Wheeler and Woodruff went above Darvish and Scherzer. Scherzer has the injury day to day thing. Yep. Um and he should be dealt, and I can't help but wonder if the National's like, ah, don't just mm, just hold on a week. Yeah. Just just a week. We'll just we'll just be careful here. So that's what happened with Scherzer, but still there's that question. And then Darvish has been not nearly as good. I, I watched that second inning or that uh, inning where he allowed two and runs to the Marlins. And he led four in that game. Watched it with the with the crew today uh, on the stream. He's not... Uh, he's a little bit lost with his approach at the moment. And it didn't feel right putting him at two. While Wheeler and Woodruff have just been... Hey, we're, we're we got this. We're fine. Yeah. Would If I still have weird feelings about the innings, so uh, we don't quite know if he's going to go all the way to the end. Probably not. Yeah. So Wheeler, all of a is two. It doesn't feel right, but it is.
1: Yeah, it is. What's well, a bizarre season overall? But yes, if you didn't watch that video where Nick breaks down Darvish's command, it is a lot of fun. I will say too, uh, I tweeted today about the top teams from June first on in terms of WOBA. And you know we talk a lot about matchups, right? And Miami, the 26th worst team, Woba, right? At 300. So yeah, Darv. I mean, there were some some surprises in the top 10. Detroit actually has the ninth. Yeah, they're not. not,
2: They've been crushing some streams and stuff, and it's annoying.
1: Yeah, they they've been fantastic. So it's not like you know, oh, he was playing Detroit, but they've actually been good. Miami has been poor, so it wasn't great to see from Darvish. But I mean, you got to figure he gets Colorado on the road next. If he continues to struggle,
2: do you see Scherzer or Lynn leapfrogging? I mean, I could see that. Uh, it's just such a strange tier of, like, uh, imagine if the season ended today. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just envisioning the 2022 drafts of, like, where. Do, how are people going to rank this? What's the second, third round going to look like? Oh, yeah. You know, Where's Gallon go? Yeah. You know, uh, where does Bieber go? Yeah. It's ooh, Carrasco and Sale and Thor and Severino, mm-hmm. and it's just this is chaos right now, and I love it. It is fun. It it really is like a nice mix-up, for sure. You know, we we entered the season with there's no starting pitching depth. And now, literally, my first two tiers go 22 deep. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's good and bad. Yeah. It's good and bad.
1: Um, Kevin Gassman falls three outside of the top 10 to number 11. Robbie Ray... You know, leapfrogs him there. Both pitchers had their respective poor performances, with Gaussman's being noticeably
2: worse. What gives Ray the edge here? Yeah, so uh this is kind of the week of a lot of really good pitchers having their second bad start in a row. Mm-hmm. Right? And mm-hmm. this is when we start panicking. You know, I always I have that rule of one, two, three, essentially three starts, right? Uh, that's when you should maybe believe in a trend happening. Uh, it is interesting to see so much panic Normally we see this kind of panic in like April. What's well, like we don't have any sort of track record for the year. So then everyone's like, oh no, we didn't realize that this offseason he changed completely and now he's going to be that. Luis right? Castillo. Yeah, sure. Or Charlie Morton, if you remember that sure. he was terrible at the beginning. Now everyone's like, oh yeah, Charlie Morton, whatever. Everything's yeah. fine because he is. But now normally what happens is you have this moment like Garrett Cole did. Everyone freaked out about that and everyone that's fine, mm-hmm. but. A lot of people are still freaking out over, I think, a, a too few amount of starts, and uh, I'm surprised. My guys, he's done it for ages. Sure, every single season, from start to finish, you're not going to be completely unscathed. Well, who are you talking about specifically? Kevin Gausman, okay. right now. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just like, these are two starts, and he's okay. coming back from uh, from personal leave. Mm-hmm. He had to pitch the day he returned, and yeah, okay, you had no none of the normal routine that you had. You were bad the first day. Then the the second start, a little bit more worrisome, did not have the splitter. Fine. But I'm not going to drop him out of the top 30 or something like that. He's not done. This magical mystery tour of Gaussman's 2020 and 2021 is not just done because of these two starts. I think that's just way too much. Okay. Uh, but what, what? why Ray over him? Ray over him because Ray's just constantly still been great. His slider has been worse, mm-hmm. but the fastball has just been so good. And I, I you know, I, 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 yeah, I saw one blip. I think it was four and runs last start for yeah, Ray. Yeah, four, yeah. Ray's still great.
1: Yeah. I think it was, it might have been against Boston. Um he gets Boston next, you might get a second
2: one
0: against them?
1: I'm not positive, I don't remember exactly yeah. who was it was against, I think it was them. Um, either way, we can move on to Tier 2, which is pretty rich as well. Uh, so we're talking about Corbin Burns, Luis Castillo, Sean Mania, Lance McCullers, Sandy Alcantara, Aaron Nolo, Julio Arias, Charlie Morton, Shohei Otani, mm-hmm. Joe Musgrove, and Max Freed. Uh, I, I thought it was
2: 12, and I had a name for it, but it's not 12. Are you going to do the actual Baker's Dozen? <laughs> no, I was going to do 12 Angry Men. It was Boston, by the way. I thought so. I'm just still going to do it. It's 11 Angry Men. Ele- <laughs> Great <laughs> uh, movie. You know, fantastic movie, but it's like the jury is out if they're aces, essentially. Very nice. That's what I wanted to do, but I realized that it's 11. It's fine. I'm still doing it. Um, now, Corbin Burns is the only one still with the aces to ace. Okay, yeah. Um, and it was, by the way, who was it? Was it Red Sox? It, it was Red Sox. For, oh, nice. Look, for Ray. Look yeah. at you. Uh, he's the only one with aces going to ace, but I think we can all understand there is some major injury, uh, not injury, innings question about Barnes. Yeah, especially and that takes him out of the top tier,
1: especially as they continue to to, to fall down yeah. the uh NL Central. Uh, so yeah, I totally understand that. There, the first person we want to start with is actually the cover image, uh, and that's mm. Luis Castillo. He returns to the top twenty for the first time in a while at number nine. Fifty percent whiff rate on that fastball in his last start, which is unreal—a career high for him, fourth yeah, highest whiff rate, not swinging strike. Yeah, rate. whiff rate, not swing strike rate. The only difference there being the denominator, talking about total swings and not total pitches. Look at you, lovely. One point seven one well, ERA with a two point nine three FIP since June. The Ks haven't really returned in full force. We're still talking about a twenty five percent K rate in that time frame, though. So. What do you what are you seeing here from Luis Castillo? What
2: it's been over this lovely stretch has mostly actually been Castillo's slider taking form, finally. Mm. I never thought it would get here. Since 2017, his slider's always been this like, oh, that looks really nice, and then never really taken that step forward. Sure. And it has been for the most part. While I've been like, eh, well, the slider's never really been a thing. And what's made Castillo Castillo has been the changeup, which hadn't been a thing. But last start was. It was a four-seamer getting ten whiffs, mm. and then eight whiffs with his changeup as well. Finally. Yeah. I haven't seen that for ages. Now, the slider wasn't as good. And it's like, man, Castillo, you had the thing. Yeah. Have the thing and the old thing. And like, and you get, make together. a great thing. I'm going to stop saying thing. It's it's really nice, essentially. Finally, you have, you've had a lot of success and now you actually are the person we thought you were when you are drafted. Yeah. Okay. Come on back. Just do it for maybe like one or two more and I'll put you in the, the top tier. It is crazy, too, that he, I mean, I, I I don't think it
1: was double was it double digit K's in this most recent start? It was of? nine. It was nine, yeah. It is crazy too that even with all those whiffs, even with the change up in the, fa- the fastball being better than it's been all year he still didn't get double digit K's. Well, it's because only a 12 called strikes.
2: Oh, that's very yeah. interesting. 23
1: yeah. whiffs! That's amazing,
2: but just twelve call strikes.
1: That strike zone plot looked beautiful too. The mm-hmm. way that the way that he put that together really was good. Uh, Sean Mania in the top twenty at number fourteen. He he's is so top good. ten FIP since the beginning of yeah. June.
2: So he, here is the thing: I like that you say that since the beginning of June. So it was the middle of uh, of May mm. that Mania went from being like a ninety and ninety one mile per hour guy to all of a sudden throwing ninety two ninety three. I mean, he's kept it up. And in his very last start, he was still he had thirteen Ks against the Mariners. And he was throwing a 93 mile per hour four seamer, and twelve, uh, twelve whiffs there. Six whiffs on his changeup. Over 22 thrown his breaking ball got called strikes and everything. It's just Minaya's found it. Yeah, he's figured it out. Baby giraffe is here. It's amazing. And like, if you have him on your teams, you're just starting him blindly moving forward. It's great. He's gonna be another one that I'm very curious to see where he lands in next oh, year's draft. I would probably avoid. Just because of injury history? Injury and- history, it's a weird velocity jump for him. Mm. Uh, I I don't know. I, it, it seems like everything is a peak with him. Uh, but, yeah, the injury history is, is terrifying for me, and it feels like he's doing it right now. He's in, He's got the feel, and then it's going to be a little bit more. Yep. I can uh, agree on that. I'll probably have him, like, the early 30s is my guess.
1: So the last person I want to talk about in this tier is Sandy Alcantara and why he's ahead of Nola, Urias, and Morton. Because it seems mm. like the only thing Alcantara has over these guys is ERA. But he's got five games with over six strikeouts in 20 starts. Totally understand all of this. 21% K rate, poor team. Yep. So wh- what are we what are we thinking here? Because all of those guys, all of them have more K potential. Oh, Two-thirds yeah. have better whip. All of them are on better teams
2: very incredibly valid. Okay, I, I can't agree more about all these criticisms, mm-hmm. uh, and I would even throw in the fact that he's only a total of seven innings across his last two starts. Yeah, one against point. the Dodgers, four innings, and three innings against the Phillies. In short, I think the raw ability of Sandy Alcantara is top ten, if not even higher. Yeah, uh, given he throws upper nineties with a ridiculously good changeup and a slider that. Breaks at times like any other that you want. Uh, I it, It's development. We've seen actually Sandy Alcantara Alcantara over the years. Every year he's moved forward and improved. Mm-hmm. Even in 2020, I remember that first game against the Phillies freaking out. I was like, wait a second, this is like really, really good. Uh, and it, unfortunately, that was just such a weird season. We didn't really get to see him express it much until this year. Uh, but I, I see this as development. I see the more innings he gets, the better Sandy Alcar- Alcantar should get. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he had a leave of absence. He went on the Breedman list for a moment. Uh um, the All Star break and everything. And I don't really see this recent, uh, this recent blip of his where he's only had uh, <laughs> he had three games of just three strikeouts, one of four, one to five across his last five. I understand all these concerns. I get it. I don't think that's Alcantar. We'll see in the last two halves. And really, it comes down to, I think his floor is excellent when it comes to ERA and whip. Yeah. Um, and he has a ceiling that's higher than those other guys. Uh, higher than Nola? He hasn't expressed it. Oh, him. that's a good point with Nola. Well, Nola's a weird... Nola He's is... He's been volatile this yes, year, for sure. And there's yeah. there's much more risk, I think, with Also Nola. higher than Morton? I
1: feel Morton's
2: Yeah, be. I Yeah, I think it's more of a believable ceiling than Morton. I think, I mean,
1: obviously, we can, you know... Yeah,
2: there warts with everybody there, but... Of, uh, without but, a doubt, but... Yeah, think, the idea of the floor and then the ceiling matches uh, to go with Nick Alcantara. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think for me, it's like, obviously I agree with you that developmentally it's there, but I think at this point, there is a just as good of a chance that he doesn't reach that developmental ceiling mm-hmm. this year. Right? And, the, and the
2: downside, though, is a really high floor. That's the point I'm trying to get at.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. I think what's – people – what what was crazy to me is you, the way that you comprise the list, correct me if I'm wrong, is – uh, almost like ESPN's player radar, not roto, but you're looking at five categories. Sure, right? He's not even in the top forty.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, okay, so I don't do, I don't know what the stats are, if that makes sense. I mean, I obviously look at certain numbers about performance mm-hmm. and everything like that, but I don't do, you know, the list isn't like the best ERA, WHIP, and strikeout combined. Sure, that would I would just do a computer algorithm or something like that if I cared about that. Yeah, right. I mean, my my whole job with this. Is taking everything that has happened, how he got there, what the results are, what the potential is for moving forward, and trying to get an understanding of, if I'm drafting today, this is what I expect moving forward. Yeah, yeah. And with Alcantara, I see a guy that should not be striking out four in a game. He yeah. just shouldn't. Uh, I, I see him as a mini-wheeler. Right, And we've seen the ascension of Wheeler all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Remember in the offseason when he had an 18% strikeout rate in 2020, we're all like, is Wheeler this or that? I was like, yeah, he's not a sub-20% strikeout rate. I saw him more as a 23%, not necessarily the 30% that we get now. But seeing the 30% from Wheeler, is like, oh yeah, right. With this stuff, you kind of should be like that. And I see that a lot in Alcantara. Gotcha. So it might not happen this year. There's a decent chance it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's more of 2022. But more time with Alcantara to me is yeah, more time for him just to reach what he's supposed to be doing. Gotcha. Very
1: valid. Uh, also, apologies if you hear me kick the table underneath. It is my very <laughs> large boot that I have no control oh, over man. that i am Poor fast. It used. does have the Nike pump, though. It's it does really, have a. Yeah. That's great. Large, nice Love Nike it. pump. Uh, let's move into tier three. We want to know what it's called and why is it called that? A little bit smaller. Talking Frankie Montes, Luis Garcia, Alex Wood, Patrick Sandoval, Shane McClanahan, Jose Barrios, and
2: Tyler Molly. I'm going to say the Christmas presents.
1: There's a lot of big, big ones.
2: Yeah, you're just so excited to like, you're just, oh man, I can't wait. I can't wait to just enjoy whatever this is. I don't think I've seen a tier in quite some time that's had that many
1: high risers, yeah. like back-to-back, because back, we're talking a guy who jumped up 13, then 19, then 19, then 24, so walk me through that process a little bit. We're going to start with Frankie Montas, who, I mean, he jumps up 13 to 23, three consecutive quality starts, as is to be expected when there's a lot of success with him. The splitter is a big reason why. 30% CSW in his last three starts,
2: and it's not necessarily being against poor teams. He beat up Houston. He's just been very good. It, it, this is peak Frankie Montas, mm. and if you want to, you know, if you remember the, the idea of how we would describe Frankie Montas in previous years, it was a really good floor and hopefully expressing the ceiling, right? Like it was just a bowling ball, fastball, and, and a four-seamer and sinker. Get grounders He would go through six innings easily, but it was like, eh, hey, what are the strikeouts going to be? Is it going to be, you know, 25%? Is it going to be more like 20? The whip is going to be like 115 or something like that? Fine. Now he's finally putting together like, oh, you yeah, know, the splitter is I've got it now. Yeah. Oh, the slider, I've got it now. Oh, don't throw pitches in the middle of the plate. I got it now. <laughs> That's what he's done over his last three starts. It seems incredibly believable. I mean, we're talking 27 strikeouts in those last three games That's combined. Unbelievable. It, it, it's it's nuts. He's had five straight of at least of uh, two earned runs or fewer. This is the time to get in on Frankie Montes, and his ascension is just going to continue.
1: All right, so Luis Garcia, he goes up nineteen spots number twenty-four. It feels like two weeks ago you were a little bit more concerned. Very, it was very valid about the innings pitched. Now he's near the top twenty. Are you not as concerned about it anymore? It's just he's been so good. He's been great. He could it, be the rookie of the year.
2: Yeah, and I mean, in many ways he should. Um, I think this is this is the week of really me being hard on a lot of guys who haven't necessarily come through. Okay, I'm, I'm more reticent to do so against for Sandy Alcantara. But, but uh, there's a lot of these guys. I'm like, yeah, you know what? You're just not. You're just not doing it. And I'm going to say, look, if I have Luis Garcia on my team, I am so excited to start him every single day. That yeah. Cutter and Slider are just too dang good.
1: Yeah, I wonder—I've I, been thinking a lot about his dynasty value. Mm. and Because I feel like there's a lot of guys who have come up quick um, with Houston and made an immediate impact and then right. either fallen off a little bit because of injury or not as good. Thinking of Christian Javier. Fr- Josh Fr- Fr- James. Josh James, yeah. yeah. Fran Fr- Rivaldis has been very good, but uh, Jose Arquidi— well, uh-
2: Gramby Valdez has come down to earth a little bit.
1: That's true. So you're right. Great points, right? All these guys that have been fun to watch and come up, but haven't had sustained over multi-year success. Sure, yeah. Which is interesting. I wonder why that happens.
2: Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, Luis Garcia, I will say the one concern I've had for ages is, I don't think that fastball really is that great. Yeah. And we'll see if, you know, his can... Well, he can rely that much on the slider and curveball, or cutter rather, not the curveball, Too, to really get by. So that's a little bit of hesitation. But, I mean, there's so many fun names in here. Yeah. Alex Wood, he's yeah. back. He's back. 92 miles per hour, great. Slider is elite, wonderful. And look at the next guy. After Alex Wood? Or, oh, you just want to get right to Patrick? Oh, I Sandoval. I We're not going. To yeah, that. All right, we're, we're not doing, We're not doing Wood anymore. No. Uh, just, just start Alex Wood. If you have Alex Wood, don't just don't, don't think about. It, just start Alex Wood. <laughs> let's let us let us get to your guy. Uh, I'll do my little spiel,
1: and yeah, then I'll let you go.
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's also my guy, but yeah,
1: no. you do like him. He's Patrick Sandoval <laughs> is up uh, twenty four spots to twenty six. Oh, the Panda. Two pitches in baseball thrown a minimum of three hundred times have a swinging strike rate over thirty percent. There's Degrom. Uh, mm. uh, let me rephrase this. One mortal. Has a <laughs> swinging strike rate uh, on a pitch over th- uh, that he's thrown over 300 times. That's Sandoval's changeup. The next time it's on a changeup, for more reference, is Jordan Montgomery at 22. By
2: the way, underrated.
1: Yeah, we can definitely get to that. Um, I, you, I think you saw this on Twitter today, too. I made an overlay of Sandoval's fastball changeup that... They, and I, it feels like I'm lying That is one pitch yeah, And excuse right. me That is two pitches in yeah. that image Like that is <laughs> unbelievable to me The way that that fastball and changeup t- And that that's not all the reason why the changeup has a 30% swing strike rate over that I should say But it's definitely one of them But I, if I don't let you talk about Patrick Sandoval You're going to explode Go ahead So
2: okay So Framber Valdez, We talk about him right With like his curveball Like oh he's got this elite curveball And that's why he's so successful And if you want to talk about why Really all you need to say is Look his batting average allowed on that pitch has always been under 120 Sure Right? Well, Sandoval has that on his slider at one eighteen and his changeup's at one thirteen. <laughs> and that combines for essentially fifty percent of his pitch usage, if not a little bit higher. And his changeup is the most thrown pitch, right? He- it's thirty one percent. Uh fastballs combined to be forty. Oh so the of force. So yeah, yeah. And right. then on uh, his curveball though. Don't forget that. His curveball is thrown at ten percent rate. Do you wanna know what his called strike rate on his is on his curveball? Thirty five percent. That's That's great. And he throws it 10% of the time. It's free real estate. It's free real estate. I'm all about it. It's amazing. I'm all about it. It's like we forget about that one, too. Uh, He's got these three amazing secondaries. I'm actually hoping he goes more towards the Austin Gomber approach of 30% fastballs, which Austin Gomber didn't do this past start. I'm kind of upset at him about that. How dare you? Mm. But anyway, uh, the only worry I do have about Sandoval is that fastball being a little too hittable at times, and his command of it isn't so pristine. It's a near 300 batting average allowed so far. CSW is 26%, but it does come in at 94 miles per hour most of the time, 93, 94, um, while the changeup and slider each, I believe, have a CSW of 37%. Both of them. Both of them so fast. So is, is it? I mean, listen. Before this start, before this dominant start, okay, yeah, where
1: he got a, an insane amount of change up whiffs, like I think it was seventeen. The, the, this was against the Twins without Nelson Cruz. Yeah, so he got seventeen change whiffs, which wasn't even a high for him this
2: season. Um, but before that, yeah. I believe beat up by the Mariners twice. I uh, I went okay. So he allowed four and runs to the Mariners. However, it was a one whip with an, with nine strikeouts over seven innings. Okay. Right, like that's not something I'm gonna say. Oh, mm, terrible! Sure. Like I mean, I mean, he still had amazing performance with his secondaries in that game. Uh, I that I saw that start and it didn't say to me, "Oh no, Sandoval, it's done." No, no, no. By the way, if you don't know, I call him the Irish Panda for Pablo Sandoval and Irish being Patrick. Mm-hmm. Which then, <laughs> I what out the SB Roundup fast. The birth of the Irish Panada. Pan? Yes, of course. I did that accidentally, mm-hmm. and I think that's hilarious. So now he's just the Panada. I
1: thought it had evolved after Panada. I no, thought no, was now he's even just, no, Now
2: he's just the Panada. Yes, this I, it is
1: very much Inception here. There yeah. is some small breaking news. The Yankees have made a trade. Oh, really? Five thirty-five. They got a pitcher. <laughs> Who is it? Tyler oh, Anderson, huh?
2: Tyler Anderson. Close. Wade Miley. <laughs> no, it's Clay Holmes. <laughs> wow. uh, I, I knew it wouldn't be. I knew it wasn't right, like something funny. amazing.
1: It could have been, but it uh, wasn't. Clay Holmes. Uh, they got rid of. Wait for infielder Diego Castillo and infielder Hoy Park, who was wait, crushing it. Hoy Park. Hoy Park was actually. Uh, Hoy Park, I believe, led the minors in average over really? over a s- significant amount of plate appearances. Wow. Yeah, he's actually every think, time been, on the field. Uh, no, he, but then he came up and I think had one plate appearance with the Yankees and was uh, was not great. Yeah, how did he do? So at Triple A, he had 223 plate appearances. 20, that's a significant
2: amount. You're talking to me about a cardboard cutout.
1: He was slashing 327, 475, 567 with 10 home runs and eight stolen in bases
2: what? in Triple A. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Almost two. homes, you better uh, man. Uh, I called him the uh, the Adobe <laughs> Clay Holmes. Yeah, because he's like made of clay. No, it's Clay Holmes. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's just brutal. <laughs> oh, uh,
1: All right, so the, we we've talked significantly. Is there anything? Oh, I wanted to know why Sandoval over
2: McClanahan. McClanahan, great stuff. You obviously like McClanahan. Yeah, he give, him the age? I mean, last three starts, seven innings, seven innings, eight point two innings for for Patrick Sandoval. Yeah, yeah, and that's a, that's the real difference. I I love McClanahan stuff. It is so elite. But I mean, Sandoval is too. He's the best Cleveland pitcher, not in Cleveland. I just realized that my
1: Tout Wars staff is is your dream come true. Is it really? It is literally I have Sandoval in my
2: Tout Wars, too. I I had Kyle Gibson and I have Zach Wheeler in that one, too. And. Montgomery, and it's a fun one. Here are my pictures. Yeah, go ahead. Shane McClanahan, <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Sandoval, uh, Kyle, Sandy me. Alcantara, <laughs> Clayton Kershaw. Great,
1: you Darvish. Yeah, Sandy Alcantara. Yep, <laughs> Patrick Sandoval. <laughs> Patrick Sandoval picked no, up man. off the wire yep, a few yep. weeks ago. Really, who told you to do that? Another guy picked up off the wire a few weeks ago, uh, Zach Gallen. Of course, he did. That so. Then of course, wow, off then the, off, off the wire. Wow, off the wire. Yeah, it do- isn't there unlimited IL? Yeah,
2: it's fascinating, unbelievable. Then just to piss you off, Jose Barrios. Well, I mean, that's un- I would like to have Jose Barrios. How insane is that staff? That's great. I hope you're winning. Do you want to say anything? I am. I am in first place in Towers. Seriously, I've been in first place for about a month. Are
1: you I serious? have never fallen below second place. Fast? Yeah, dude. This is amazing. I love it so much. Yeah, because my offense is Max Muncy, Jesse Winker, uh-huh. Cedric Mullins, oh Peter oh Alonzo, uh, Joey Votto in an OBP league, yes, and fast. Mookie Betts. Yes, fast. That's my
2: offense. I yeah, don't care. I lost, uh, I lost Mike to mine. Ah, uh, that's. stinks. Yeah, but no, I, I think I'm in, uh, I think I started terribly. I was 1-5. I think I'm 10-7 now. Oh, that's great. Or 11-7 or something like that, yeah. That's great. I, I've, I've made, a, I made a comeback. So I think I'm 5th right now. I'm I'm very excited. Right, I hope. Yeah. Wow. Fast. Hold on to that.
1: That staff is. Un- that's Which very. I'm doing, on I'm doing my best. I'm
2: doing my best. Now that I brought it
1: up, I'm gonna lose. But yeah. whatever. It is what it is. You got this. Um. All right. Uh. Speaking of, we talk about our tower
2: Wars teams all the time. Clearly with each other. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh.
1: So why overachieve the the innings for? And that's why I, he's overachieved. It really yeah, it's
2: innings. I mean McClanahan. Uh, I'm looking forward to 2022. I actually I might have him higher than than the Panada in mm-hmm. 2022. Because they will be fully stretched down and everything. And I, I can't help but get this idea out of my head that, yeah, Sandoval, when the fastball command falls, which I think it will, when it fails, it won't be pretty. I I, I love how well the changeup and slider are working right now, but they do have a tendency to be too far out of the zone at times. And to get strikes might be a problem at times for Patrick Sandoval. Sure. That's all.
1: Uh, I'm going to move on now because there's another digression that we're going to have later that oh, we're yeah. going to bring Shane I mean, I mean, back We might go it. a little
2: bit longer in this podcast. We're already 40 minutes in.
1: Very nice. We're going to move into tier four. You say
2: Kikuchi, Kentamaeda, Chris Bassett, Herman Marquez, and Framber Valdez. I'm so happy Kikuchi finally showed up with 95, 96 again. He was down to 94, and he had 12 whiffs on his changeup, which, what? He's not a changeup guy. Doubled he, his career high. It's, it's supposed to be cutters and sliders and enforcing reasons. It's like, eh, changeups now. I have a question for you. Hmm. Is this a positive or a negative? That he got 12 whiffs? Uh, well, that his success was because he in, he had a pitch that wasn't supposed to be successful be successful. I
1: think it is. I don't really see a world in which it
2: is a negative. I think it's a positive. Well, because, okay, you can make the argument that this pitch won't be around next time, mm-hmm. and he didn't take the strides he needed to on his cutter and a slider. So here's where I will uh, beg to differ. Yeah. He threw his four-seamer yes. 44% of the time. Yeah.
1: The only other time... He has thrown his four seamer that much right. was against Oakland, Sure. who this team was also against. Right, meaning his game plan against Oakland is clearly four seamer driven.
2: Right, and the changeup probably plays off that four seamer. That better. makes a lot of sense. So then, wouldn't that make you concerned that the cutter and slider aren't where they need to be when it's not the Athletics?
1: Oh, I hear. Well, I can't. I guess we can't say that it's not where it needs to be because sure. we didn't see it not be there. Right. right I hear well, what you're saying because yeah. you're right. Maybe he was just throwing the change. I guess. It, not yeah, there. it
2: might not make this start as believable as you want, especially after two unsuccessful starts for kikuchi that's the that's the major concern and in the start the uh the cutter didn't do well at all he threw seven of them or a single call strike or with uh and his slider actually was pretty good uh six for 17 sorry eight for 17 csw so So that's fine okay that's that's good I mean, it's just so weird to see him throw only seven cutters all of a sudden. That's just not what Kikuchi I, has I, done It had this to year. just be because he was like, this
1: changeup is crushing it. Twelve whiffs. Yeah, like, I mean,
2: you, well, you got a pitch and you go with it, and the cutter wasn't doing what, what, you, know, what you wanted it to do. So it makes sense. I, I raised them just because the velocity is up, and generally I've seen from Kikuchi when he has his velocity, things are good. Yeah. He figures it out. I didn't really take this into account. I didn't really know which side to lean on. So I just said, all right, well, that was really cool, and hopefully he can use that again later on. We'll see. This is this is. A, I'm going to say something that
1: if it doesn't pan out, no one's ever going to remember. And if it does, I'm going to look like a genius. There we go. A lot of the pitchers that I've talked to, when they throw cutters, it can really mess with their fingernail. Oh, and like cause a blister on their fingernail, sure. and I
2: wonder if there's just something that happened with his nail that he was like, I can't really throw that cut. I, I, I see, I see. I have a couple of people in my head who I, I know you talk to. I'm pretty sure who that is. Who that is? Yeah, okay. I've we, got I've got two in my head. We can talk about it. <laughs> Only two guys you talk to. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, <you're> probably probably <laughs> not wrong. To so many of them. <laughs> probably right. not wrong. We have Chris Bassett and Herman Marquez, Fran Barvaldes, and Kent I went up ten points. He's just been cruising. Yeah, man. You know what's crazy? He went seven innings pitched. Yeah, the
1: first. Time this season. Yeah, I don't. I believe
2: that. Sadly, it was 300 runs, but uh, I'm okay with that. When it came to that, I believe with one whip as well uh sliders splitter fastballs working that's i mean that's it right I just now like the notion that you were like saying any pitch type yeah i Curve mean ball the- change up uh, <laughs> sinker i mean two that's seamer, what he is uh, <laughs> you know knuckleball. oh the <laughs> e <ethos>, man you <laughs> gotta see it oh my god no i mean look it's it's the thing we've been chasing a lot is like is it slider There, great but the splitter isn't and this was hey it's all kind of coming together nicely for maeda he's looking more confident with it cool I think he has a nice second half. I, I, I. That'd yeah. be great. I, we all. Nothing would make me
1: happy. Nothing would make me happy. happy.
2: I, 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 I tried to even happy. slow down to like. <laughs> <laughs> To construct the sentence And I couldn't uh, My brain's like I must climb these <laughs> stairs I love it I love it I uh, still failed Tier 5 Zach Gallon, John Means Anthony mm. Disclavani, James Caprillion And Adam Wainwright You know Okay so hold on a second oh. I, I, I remember during the stream Yeah I said to myself Oh I have a name for this tier Okay I don't want to forget it Okay But that was for tier 2 It was for tier 2? Yeah Okay Hey, that was the Sammy and Howie tier Yeah yeah so it's super long hmm. Howie Long and Sammy Long Okay It's fine Sammy Long is a pitcher. I understand that. And Howie long the football guy. Okay, yeah. I yeah. know it's weird, but he was an analyst. Yeah, not yeah, a yeah. Uh, well, I guess he was a player maybe I at just some got point. Such a deep, yeah. deep view into that brain. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um I had one for this and I completely forgot it. That's why I'm like realizing this now. Um Gallatin means I mean, this was the like, I don't know your tier name. I know, I know, I know. I'm about to explain it. I think <laughs> you're trying to buy time here. No, no, no. Okay, so these are all guys that are like, uh, just not. You don't feel secure with them right now. Okay. Um, Even Caprellian, who has been absurdly good, yeah, has been. uh, I still don't feel like super confident in him. I understand that. So I would say it's uh, it's the five interviews tier because you don't you don't feel good about any of them. So you got to do five interviews. The job opening. Yeah, they're all interviewing. Yeah, it's the day that you are like at the job fair or something like that. Yeah. So I want to
1: start with Gallon because I've seen a few Twitter posts this week that were like, "Is he is Gallon?" droppable. What are you doing with him in Dynasty? Are you, and it's very bizarre to me. And this is a guy who's—I mean, no, listen, no joke—he struggled this year. He's obviously been dealing with a lot of injuries. He struggled in his most recent game against the Cubs. I mean, you have a great Gallon piece that's coming out soon, so maybe people will no, believe like, a little bit you more. Dare.
2: <laughs> don't you dare! I—I I, I still have that draft. I know. I, I, know of I know the quotes from that. It's my favorite tombstone. <laughs>
1: um, so obviously, you are you probably plus. I'll show it to you. Oh, there you go. That's a nice incentive. Uh, you're probably not as. <laughs> concerned
2: about Gallon. Obviously, there is some alarm. You dropped him 11 to 35, but overall... Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I understand. People want to drop him because like, I need you to do this stuff for me now, and oh, man, two starts removed from the IL, and we're done here. I'm like, yeah. well, no. Zach Gallon's stuff is still a thing. Yes, he hasn't gone back into the feel of everything. It's been a lot of injuries, too, that just messed up. But it was a hamstring all of a sudden. Oh, I can't imagine his frustration. The skill set is still apparent. And even the bias home run was a oo slider that was down. I mean, it was like at the bottom of the zone that should not have been lifted for a home run in yeah. any world. The wins in Chicago can be wild. It, it was. I mean, sure, it wasn't just that home run, but it's like this isn't a guy who is just lost and not helpful for your team now. Um, give him some time. These are guys that have the stuff and the ability that we were talking about them being top fifteen preseason. That isn't gone. And I highly doubt you'll find someone on the wire that is more impactful than Gallon. So do what I
1: did. If you're in a dynasty and you're not doing well, find the owner
2: who has him and trade. I I mean, the name of my... Yeah, of course, before the eight-earned run start, guess what I did uh, during his previous... Just seven.
1: I think just seven. Oh, okay, okay. Uh,
2: You know what I did in the previous roundup? What? I led with him and called it by the gallon. By the gallon, yep. Yeah. That was yeah.
1: actually, I was very upset with you that day because that was the day I was trying to trade for him. And I know that the person I was trading with Reed's pitcher list. Well,
2: the, okay, you know what? You gotta sign up for PI PL V I P, P P P P plus. <laughs> What's that? Times two. Me? Uh prevents me from you know oh, okay. it changes it, it, what I say. I can and buy you off. Okay.
1: Yeah. I can buy you off. <laughs> um John Means falls thirteen to thirty-six. Means has given up a home run in his last six consecutive starts. Before yesterday, he'd actually given up two home runs in five consecutive starts. Every start, he gave mm. up two home runs, which is insane. Uh, so, uh, a little cause for concern there, which John mean, also, those Ks just fell by the wayside. I have
2: a theory. Okay. And it's that when Gloopgate happened, okay, every pitcher needed to adjust in some way. Just figure out, like, okay, I don't have this now. Give me, like, a week or two, and I'll I'll figure out how to pitch again without it, and I'll be fine. I mean, look at Cole. That's pretty much what happened with him, right? Sure. I. You could say with Giolito, is the same way. Like, spin rates weren't really different. It was just like, oh, I'm not used to doing this, right? John Means, is he the, these are the first two starts he's had without it.
1: Yeah, he started in the minors. Yeah, but he that's not- He had two not, starts Yeah,
2: there. that's not the same, though.
1: He, had, he could get
2: used to it in no, the but, minors. No, yeah, but you're, you're actually, like, throwing a full game now as opposed to these rehab starts and All everything, right. and, like, actually in the groove of it. And we've seen in the past from Means that he's needed some time to get back into his form. Sure. It's two starts, and I'm not going to tell you that he's going to be exactly the same as April John means. But again, like Gallon, you're not going to find something better on the wire. And look, you guys know that guys go through phases. They're not elite from season start to season end. Yeah, you know, if a guy goes six innings, one run the entire season, that's literally the best pitcher in baseball. You know, they have right. They have to go back and forth. It's what makes that three three ERA. If you think he's a three three ERA guy. That means you're gonna have starts of three and runs and four runs multiple, multiple times. Sure. So it's okay. These are two starts. He's not done so now. Stick with him. All right. Uh, Sorry. I, this is the most angry you'll see me on the podcast. Yeah, I know. Seriously. Wow. <laughs> In the death room of all places, too.
1: Uh, oh my God. I hate how much that has stuck. Fast. <laughs> uh, Zach Granke rises fourteen to thirty-seven. Having just kind of a meh season. It's not bad by any means. It's not great. Three point four ERA. Four point twenty FIP. What? When, what? You're looking at an old version of the list, dog. He's oh, a,
2: he's he, at 46. He, oh, he fell down. He's at point five well, plus five. Well, he really fell. Well, it was okay. So that's a significant fall. If you guys fall. watched the stream, you saw me. Essentially, what I was doing was I had uh, the Zach Gallon and Means tier, and I also had the Dylan C. Sunny Gray Police Act tier. Uh huh. And I essentially put them together. It's like these are guys where I'm waiting for. Right? Like, I expect them to be better in August and September than they have been. Mm-hmm. Now, I think Gallon and Means are different than Sonny Gray and Zach Plesack. I think they're a separate tier, different. So, what I did is I took everybody around them and was like, okay, are you better than this tier? Are you in the, in the, between this tier or are you worse? Interesting. And at first, I put Granky above. And then I stopped. I was like, wait a second. He's essentially doing like the Kyle Hendricks thing right now and go back to the Kyle Hendricks tier. So, I pulled him back down.
1: That's interesting. Because I, w- I
2: would feel like the floor's a little bit higher than some of those other guys. Uh, well, and- okay, so he's right next to... I mean, we'll talk about Tier 7 in a moment, but just uh, put it really quickly about Zach Greinke, uh, in his last, let's see here, five starts, I believe. Four strikeouts, four strikeouts, three strikeouts. Eight, four, 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 four. four oh, yeah. Two, three. I mean, it's, he's not a strikeout guy. He's 18% for the season. That's, like, what he is now. So that was the
1: trivia question I had for you. What?
2: What was the last season... Mm. Where he threw
1: over 100 innings. Yeah. That Zach Greinke had a K rate. Yeah. Below 19%. Because it's below 19% now. Never. It has existed. 2008. <laughs> Further back.
2: Six. Two thousand five. Was he even around then? Are you sure? Yeah, he he was around two or three years before that. I bet like two thousand eight was when he was actually good again. His first or two first years yeah. in
1: the league, he actually had sub nineteen percent K rate. So in two thousand four, one hundred forty innings, seventeen percent K rate. 14 percent. Two thousand six, he only threw six innings, and then every other year, <laughs> it's been over. It's been nineteen. It's been about twenty percent. He had nineteen point seven in twenty ten. Also. He's thrown 150 innings. Like every year. In 13 consecutive years. Yeah. Uh, excluding 2020. Yeah. Unbelievable. Isn't but it th- great? That's, it's unbelievable. Um, all right. So I'll jump back now. That was my fault. To tier six uh, with Dylan C., Sonny Gray, Tarek Scoobal, and Zach Pleazak. What is it called? Why is it called that?
2: Oh, no. I got ambushed. Okay. I'm going to call them the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> okay. Which <laughs> one's Michelangelo? each of them has a different character to them. Okay. Michelangelo. Oh, that's totally Dylan C. He's totally like, I'm excited. You, I mean, like, whatever. I'm really cool, but we don't really. You, I, you don't know what I'm gonna.
1: Do. He always says that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Angel- yeah. Uh, okay. I, I don't need to know every single. I, can, I got this. So oh, we, we got four no, of them. It's I just did this. four of them.
2: Oh, God, I did this to myself. <laughs> Take me now. Who's Raphael? Uh, Raphael definitely has to be Zach. Please, Zach. He's like, no, I'm really good. Okay. Who's I'm Don- really good? But I haven't really done much. People are gonna love this. Uh, who's done? They really are. Who's Donatella? Donatello has to be uh, Sonny. No, no, no. It's definitely a Tarek Skubal. He was like, hey, man, I'm, I'm following a system here, okay? I, I'm, I'm developing. I'm developing. I'm doing my things I got to do, uh-huh. and I will have success if you just listen to me. And then Leonardo da Vinci, Sonny Gray. He's like, look, I know times are tough. But I've been here before, and
1: I'm going to lead this crew. <laughs> I love this. To be honest, I might just pick every late '90s cartoon <laughs> and have you cast the characters as pitchers. <laughs> I know I'm into that. Uh, that sounds great. So let's start with Sonny Gray with Leonardo, who falls 15 to 42, 13 earned runs in his last
2: two starts, yeah, five good.
1: walks, eight innings pitched. But you just kind of hold and pray. We've right? seen this though.
2: This is, I mean, Sonny Gray is is a cherry bomb. Like Jose Brios is kind of a cherry bomb. Where if you remember 2020, do you remember what that season was like? It was, it was a sub-2 ERA I think, for his first six starts, and then he had a, a terrible one for his last four to average up to 3-7 or something like that. Yeah. You know, th- he goes in and out with his breakers all the time. And this is a time when he had the, the rib injury, then he was on the IL. Maybe some will say, oh, that's just because the All-Star break and they want an excuse to put him in the IL. You never know. Whatever. But he still missed time, and he came back, hasn't been quite locked in yet. So you so. are
1: starting him against the Mets.
2: Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, look, Frankie Montes had eight earned runs before his amazing run. Okay. Right? The, uh, we have very short memories, and sometimes it's for a very good reason. Yes. But we got to recognize, like, yeah, there's a reason why Sonny Gray is in the majors and had all the success before. And, you know, Chris Towers put it best. It's like, history did not start when he started doing poorly. Yeah. That's a great point. Very
1: good point. Um, Zach, please. Zach falls 10 to 44. The line for the last game. Not indicative of the entire score. I really thought all those earned runs or a majority of them should not have been attributed to him, but they were attributed to him. But there were some passed balls, and then after all those, it was an inside the park home run by Randy Orozarena,
2: and then oh yeah, was that was run. ridiculous. All of those earned that runs went a, to him. Yeah, I know that that was a grounder. Up the middle, grounder up the middle, and yeah. that was yeah, all three. And uh, I don't know how that was on earned runs. I think I don't it's get because
1: it. Kevin Kiermaier singled next. Right, so
2: theoretically, if he yeah, but even the, then theoretically
1: just... uh, from the ground ball there would have been a man on first and second. So Kevin Kiermaier single would have scored one, but not the guy from front. yeah. It's, it it, I it don't was know. it's so ridiculous. Yep. But also like that wasn't the biggest. Like he had a twenty one percent CSW rate in that start. He had one whiff on 15 sliders. That was not the biggest problem he had, was those Oh, yeah, arms. sure, sure.
2: Oh, absolutely. It, it's something where I think that Plesak actually had that tough start at to the beginning of the year and then was looking good again and they got hurt. You know, this is, this is what happens to a lot of these guys. And I, I talk about it a lot, but what is in rhythm? What is getting into a groove? Sure. And you have to give some of these some time, you know? Sure, he's not there right now, but we don't know that this is going to be this stagnant tomorrow. And the fact that he's going to go and have the volume... I mean, what's, I guess I'll say is this. There are a lot of guys in the back half of this that are Toby's, right? We don't expect them to do well. Yeah. Right? But we say, you know what? We forget about all of your bad starts, and it's a good matchup, and you know what? Maybe you can put up six innings and do well for me, right? Yeah. With police acts, like, yeah, we expect you to do six in runs, but we have such high standards. That we, then we throw them all the way down to the bottom to be in the same grouping of these guys that don't have the same ceiling the police Act does. Yeah. And we got to recognize, like, yeah, he's he's that, but just better. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Plesak. I want to say, too,
1: this reminds me, if you're making a list in the offseason and you you think that putting someone ahead of someone else might be a little bit crazy, just do it. Like, I had had a hunch. I really did. I was like, I think Savali is going to have a better season than Plesak. They've both dealt with injuries Uh, in the time that they've both been healthy. Savali has been better.
2: I probably I don't remember. He's got a full earned run. Oh, oh earn that sounds about right. Yeah, ERA. yeah, yeah. Like he's got a three-three ERA. Yeah, I cannot tell you what Saval. I've forgotten. It's Sovalle like mid-four. Right
1: yeah, Savale uh, has ninety-seven innings pitched with three point three two ERA and just a
2: twenty percent K rate. But please, sure. Zach. Obviously, I mean 105 WHIP, but sixteen percent strikeout rate and four thirty ERA. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: So uh, it, it's, uh, and, and I'm not, I'm not trying to think of it lap. All I'm literally saying is if you have a gut feeling, just go with it because who cares if you're wrong? I'm wrong about plenty of things, but sometimes you got to go with the things that you feel right about. There you go. Um, all right. Tier seven. I want to know what it's called and why is it called that? We're looking at John Gray, Nathan, the lead, uh, lead of the putties, John Gray, Nathan Diavaldi, <laughs> Zach Granke, um Wade Miley, it's Quang Young Kim, and Kyle Hendricks. All of the nineties. <laughs> there we go.
2: Yeah. Which Power um, Ranger is
1: John? Oh, he's a putty. He's not a Power Ranger.
2: Um, this is the pizza tier. Okay because uh, they don't give strikeouts and it's a lot of how am I going to feed my family with us and it's like you should have pizza and hopefully you can That's you know? now I feel I, I will say this about that phrase I, I keep saying it when, if you guys don't know anytime there's one strikeout or fewer it's how am I going to feed my family with us yes I feel weird doing it why because I don't know I feel I feel bad for people that actually do struggle with that I and don't want to I don't, don't want to I, I don't know I mean I, I some people are like, oh, it's fine and it's some people they absolutely adore it so I might keep it but just, uh, just something that keeps going through my phrase, any my, my, my mind. Anyway, Granky, Miley, Kim, and Hendricks all here. I don't expect any of them to really have an over 20% striker rate, right, even though Kim is, like, really doing weird things with seven strikeouts and two of his last three. Yeah. It's weird. It is weird. Change-ups are game whiffs and sliders are good. He's very enigmatic. Yeah. Well, well yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Kim is, uh, um, Kim's... He's just like Wade Miley, or you know, or Granke or Hendricks in this way, but he also like has extra upside to him, I think, a little bit. He just hasn't had the same history that Hendricks, Miley, Granky have had.
1: I guess it was interesting to see how the MLB was going to adapt to him, right? A pitcher coming mm-hmm. from overseas, and so far it's gone in the opposite direction. I thought they were going to get on him a little bit more, uh, and they haven't. He's been he's been very good. Yeah. Speaking of being very good, Wade Miley rises oh seven God. to forty seven. We talked about it early in the year. Twelfth best ERA in baseball. Fourteenth best FIP. Yes, it's a 1.18 whip. Yes, it's a 20% K rate, but, man, Wade Miley's been very good. I, d- I doubt he is more than 50% owned in Yahoo.
2: Oh, uh, no, he is. He is? Oh, he certainly is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Any, I mean, anyone that is, is this far in the year with this good of an ERA is rostered. It's just, I mean, Chris Flexen yeah, is rostered. Mean. Okay. <laughs> oh, I was way off, 77%. It's, it's just how it is. I mean, the only, only reason I know this is because of the streaming stuff. I that I have to do, and I was like, oh, maybe Miley. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Not great, Bob. No. I uh, I mean, speaking of strikeouts, he's actually gone in some games where all of a sudden he has strikeouts, strikes out eight. He's done that twice over his last 10 starts, Uh and he also has some seven in there. It's just a really good cutter. I don't know what else to say about it. He gets uh, he throws it 50% of the time, only a two thirty six batting average allowed on it, and there are some starts where all of a sudden his changeup gets whiffs, and that's a really cool thing.
1: That is a cool thing. Yeah.
2: It is fun to watch. Um, all right, let's move on to our next tier here,
1: which is Tywin Walker, Logan Gilbert, Hyunjin Ryu, Kyle Gibson, Marcus Stroman, and Eduardo
2: Rodriguez. Okay, so this is uh, uh, this is the tier of the guys that oh they're, they're trying. They're clawing and, and trying to get back to where they once were.
1: Now, will they have success or will they not?
2: I don't know. We'll call them the Sisyphus tier. So, oh.
1: pushing the rock up the hill. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, I love it. But they're all, all right. going to fall back down. I should, one year I should make you. Oh, no, one not one. Year, one I, one podcast. Ups, I should make you do this.
1: Uh, <laughs> <Kyle>. One year. <laughs> <laughs> uh so let's let's start with the probably the guy who's who you probably think the rock is going to tumble back down the hill. And that's Kyle Gibson. Mm.
2: Three starts. It, now it's not even like it was a Vargas plus rule. Okay. Right? Remember that? That's the Vargas rule. Yep. And then that's normally just one start blows up, you get rid of him. I said you want to give him two. <laughs> and he did that. Thirteen earned runs over two starts against the Tigers. And then the ones that you said they were really good. Mm-hmm. But then the last start. Eight walks fast. Eight walks at a quality start.
1: Eight walks.
2: That's unreal. No, no, that's just that's luck is what eight that is.
1: Walks in a quality yeah, start. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: It's probably oh, I should have oh man. I didn't do like the V V V V You should have, yeah. If you guys don't know, a very poor quality start to me is a one point five whip and six innings at three earned runs. Right. That's just on the dot a yeah. very poor one. Every extra base runner is another V. So this one, well, how many, how many hits do you allow on that? Think one? Four? Okay, so that would have been a V V V V PQS. Four Vs. That
1: that's still <laughs> I, I that that absolutely blew my mind. So are, I mean, so you're saying that
2: this is the rocks rolling back downhill? We're not gonna see all star Kyle Gibson in the second half. No, his stuff is not nearly what it was. Okay. I, I mean, his command is not there. And there's a chance. This is why he's still here. There is a chance that he gets it back. I'm not gonna rule that out. Of course not. I'm not, you know, whatever. But it's not looking good. I actually dropped him after the second one because I, 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 called it a Vargas rule plus, mm-hmm. thirteen runs and two starts. Yeah, like I was like, all right, I'm gonna listen to myself and you know, Go with I the ma- I missed, I missed eight walks. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's that is absolutely that bananas. that start does not help you. I'm sorry. Uh, Maybe in an in impo- uh, a quality start league, but uh, he got the loss, four strikeouts. And it costs you know, like an, an insane way a two whip. I
1: don't even know how across.
2: It's also a two whip over six innings, <laughs> which is a, a larger expression of that. Yeah, sure. It's not like a two whip
1: in an inning. And yeah, it, yeah,
2: that's that's bad. <laughs> that's brutal. Um, all right. So what
1: about Hyunjin Ryu? Who who? Yeah, the K's have not been there. He hasn't had the K's as of late. He struck out seven or more just once in his last ten starts. He actually hasn't struck out more than seven
2: this year. He's still putting up a, a, a clean ERA with a one point one eight whip, though. So, the changeup is gone. It came back for one start, and then it disappeared again, and I'm terrified. Okay. This, I mean, we've talked about this before uh, with Ryu and his changeup, that it's been the pitch over the years that has, has kept everything together. It's just it's just not there now. Uh, we're talking a 23% CSW for the season after doing 29% in 2020, 28% in 2019. O-swings have dramatically fallen 52% in 2019. We were, we were all over that. Yeah. It's amazing. Then 46% loss year. now it's 43. He needs this pitch to be that, and it's just not, it, it's it's really struggling for him lately, and I'm not encouraged at the moment. Let's look forward to Tier 9,
1: which is Tanner Hawk, Albert Alzalea, Kyle Muller, Tristan McKenzie, Tuki Toussaint, Logan Webb, Tyler McGill, Freddie Peralta, and Blake Snell. It's the, uh, oh, man. It's the, the
2: kindergarten club. They're well, all little kids. No, here. no, 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 no. Blake Snell's the teacher. Shh. Freddie Peralta. <laughs> <laughs> it's the meadow of upside. It's like the, the what? The meadow. It's meadow like of they're, upside. They're all blossoming. Yeah. Uh, all, these blossoming flowers that you just want to pick and and give to people because like, look at this. It's it's, it's an Albert lay. and a Kyle Mother. It's a lay.
1: A lay. Oh, you want like the lay? Like no, the, no, no. I think it's pronounced lay. It's a word that I always see in crosswords. Okay. L E A, and it's a it's a it's an open area of grass.
2: L-E-A It's a, it's a meadow Lay I think it's lay Okay I'm gonna call it a meadow <laughs> <laughs> Alright fair enough Good point No this is the fun tier This is uh oh, confetti You know like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm so excited about all of these guys And if you like one more than the other Go ahead uh, I mean not Okay fine Freddie Peralta's down here because it's you just don't know what's going to happen. I'm gonna with us. no. I, I'm shaking my head because
1: there, you've already said a few times I'm all really excited about these guys. You love all pitchers, but pretty soon I'm gonna have to limit you to one tier to get really excited. About I'm them. so excited about this. So one. you think this is the tier?
0: <laughs> what?
1: Now then we need to like, go back and edit the other tier where you said you were excited. I well, I'm you can ex- only be excited about one tier. Okay,
2: hold on. <laughs> I know, <laughs> hold, hold on. We have new rules here. All right. Like I can't be excited about the Panada. And Shane McClanahan no. and everything. You don't and even Frankie make Montas? this list. I know, right? You outsource oh it on Fiverr. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And I, like, my job is just to deal with the comments. No, <laughs> But no, okay, so you have Tanner Hawk. Yep. Hauk. I don't know which one it is yet. Uh, Tanner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's uh who does get a tough start this week against the Jays. But I will say that slider is so great. good. I yep. yep. uh, and I do worry about the fastball and the splitter to see if that's gonna be enough. But so far, I mean, it's just only impressed. Uh, Adbert Alzele added a cutter. Uh so he made it a harder slider than he has right now. Essentially this is this is the mentality we've seen before from like Jig Junis and even Patrick Corbin back in the day when they had a really good one pitch and they tried to extrapolate it into two pitches. Mm. That's what we're seeing right now with Alzheimer's and that, that cutter was fantastic. I mean, he helped him have a really nice start over the weekend. Callum Muller, I mean, I don't know how he's going right now. I'm very curious. I actually walked the first batter of the game. But uh, Callum Muller's stuff. I love his breaking ball, and he throws hard, and it's great. Tristan McKenzie just did the Blakestone blueprint to a T. Mm. To a T. Throwing a tick harder than earlier in the year. Command again? Uh, I mean, no, it was there. Fastballs were up, and secondary pitches were down. It was really nice. Mm. Tukey Desai, It's like two straight starts with tons of strikeouts. Yeah. I don't trust his fastball command long-term. Well,
1: he's the one that I want to talk about. Um, mm. Disastrous appearances in the past. Yes. Six and two-thirds, one and run, two walks, five Ks against San Diego. As you also mentioned, 10 Ks against the Phillies over seven innings pitched. He changed where he's standing on the mound. Oh, man. You were uh, you got to start a Twitter account that's just that. If guys change yeah. where they are on the mound? Yes. Well, uh, the, the
2: slab. <laughs>
1: uh, you know, it's actually, I, I, there's a Twitter account that I want to start. I
2: won't even say it on here because then someone's going to steal it, but it's such a funny idea to me. It's so dumb. You should do something like, base sla- oh, yeah there it is like <laughs> slab font so that's a that's a term right oh yeah but it's like font with like you're fawning over it f a w n t let here let's do this let's pause
1: the podcast i'm going to tell you my idea and then you can react to what it is when we, when we pause i am it. not going to edit or this podcast just mute though. it mute it for a second and you'll see where it mutes okay uh, i right, here we oh, go Ready? i got i got to
2: mute and then the you have to keep track of the time all right we'll be back i'm going to react i guess okay <laughs> that's that's such a dumb idea <laughs> It's <laughs> so stupid, right? I think I think it would be amazing, <laughs> but it's so dumb. I mean, oh, it makes me laugh. Oh, okay, uh, oh, it makes me laugh. Yeah, I look forward to LBN. Okay, great. Yeah, fair. Yeah, enough. That, yeah, that'll yeah. be great. Fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really. All right, good. We'll see if I start it.
1: So yes, he did change where he is in the mound. He moved a little bit more to the uh, first base side. He used to be more in the center. Sadly, I couldn't make a overlay of it because he never. I don't think he ever pitched in Atlanta last year. I think both of his starts were on the road, oh, so I, I couldn't see. make an accurate yeah, yeah. one. Um but well, you know uh, the big thing about Tuki Dusan, right? Is command, right? He's had if he command for a long time. Yes, yeah, that, that's high... the
2: one hundred percent the problem with Tuki for me.
1: And I wonder if moving to the first base side, it, he was painting down and away with that sinker in both of those starts. No, he
2: had so many in the heart of the plate. Oh, okay, so interesting. So you are still thinking that oh, it's yeah, not going. Yeah, no. I mean, the curveball is really good. Yeah, I, so I compare usually... him. I compare him to Framboisvaldes mm. because it's uh, one really good pitch in a curveball and a questionable fastball. Uh the splitter is not the difference maker for Tuki. If you think it is sinker. Okay, okay, okay. The splitter is not the like we we thought, Oh, he's got a splitter and stuff, like it's not that great. it, it you know, I'll get like a couple whiffs in the start, but that's it. You know, it's not going to take over, like, Gaussman's or the thing of Cobb or whatever. Sure. So, it's down to that sinker working and not getting beat, and I don't know if it's going to stay this way.
1: Well, we're going to find out soon, because his first two starts, he's gone to it 60% of the time. Yeah. I mean, he
2: is just I mean, he has to. He's got nothing else. You know, yeah. It's a curveball like great, but he's not he's not going 50% curveball, so there you go. I'll be
1: curious to see, because he also changed the movement profile of it a little bit. The horizontal movement isn't as... Tukey's
2: sinker? Tukey's sinker, yeah. yeah.
1: It's not running as much.
2: Okay, um, So it's acting more like a force name, kind of like Andrew Heaney's or uh, yeah, Aniyah's. Yeah, a little bit. I don't know about its active spin or anything like
1: that, but yeah, where where he's putting it is very interesting. Well, but I agree with you that it's like you got to kind of wait and see a little bit. Yeah,
2: I, I just don't buy... I mean, look, Tukey has been heralded for a long time as, uh, I don't know, the stud because of that one gif of his Kerbal. Sure. We've always kind of known about Tukey Dusan, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think that's getting to people a little bit. I mean, at the same time, like, again, yeah, those are two really good starts. If there were other guys, I'd be like, oh my. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just I can't quite jump on it. Okay,
1: fair enough. Uh, Tyler McGill rises <coughs> seven to sixty two. He's up to an unreal start. Yeah, I, I mean his his baseball savant page is pretty much all red, but it really just says the same thing, and that's he's
2: limiting hard contact sure.
1: a lot. Are you buying
2: into that with him? Well, I, not so much. I uh, he has a slider that he throws for a strike well, and the changeup has improved. Um, but I I don't quite think this stuff is electric enough. To really make that impact in fantasy yeah. and make it sustainable, I would be rostering now him now and just kind of keep going and hoping he never stops. Mm. But with the other guys here, like how with that slider and Alzey and and so on, like all these guys have that thing. Sure. And McGill just doesn't quite have it. Yep.
1: Yeah, I can get behind that as well. I think this is the thing where you kind of wait and see a little bit more and happy if you, you know maybe maybe he's the new Vargas role. Just kind of yeah, like
2: it, yeah. Yeah. cutty.
1: <laughs> Rule? Are you okay? You know, you just look like you ate. A I, lemon. I just didn't like the. Yeah, uh, just nah. Um, all right, we gotta burn through. Look at this. We gotta burn through. This is ridiculous. How <laughs> dare you take my time like this? Uh, Freddie Peralta plummets forty nine to sixty making I, it up for last week fast. What do you mean? Oh, oh, oh we're, yeah. we weren't able to do it. Okay. Uh, do you? Is did he fall so hard? Because it's
2: probably just gonna be Peralta Hauser moving forward at that one two punch. Well, Peralta he threw fifty pitches and change. I think that's what they're gonna do. And it could be something. Look, he's not gonna only do that. I think the rest of the year though. That's the problem I have. Like if you want him to be a playoff pitcher, you can't just all of a sudden show up after doing four innings forever. Yeah. So it, does, it might actually be a reverse like shutdown where come September, let's say the Brewers are still winning in the central, which I think they are. I know I, I, I misspoke earlier and people are probably still mad about it because <laughs> I said they were behind the central. They're not, they're no, leading the central. Yeah, they're leading the central by like seven games or something
1: like yeah, that. Just right? by, uh uh by six and a half, yeah. Yeah. You're right. So
2: so if all goes well for the birds, which it might not, there's still a lot of baseball left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're over two months worth. Yeah, uh, then they'll ramp up Peralta again in September during your playoffs. So it might actually be okay to hold on to Peralta. I mean, it's such a like a danger zone. That i like, you know what? This is the area of like excitement and weird things. Like, sure, this is where I'll put Peralta in at 63. That
1: makes sense. A lot of unknowns there. Um, tier 10: Jordan Montgomery, Domingo Herman, Jameson Tyon, was the Yankee tier. Uh, David Price, yeah, Daniel right? Lynch, and Zach
2: Thompson. Um, okay, so these are the guys that want to be in the meadow, but they're lost in the forest. Okay, want to be in the in the lake. Yeah, they they they're the oaks. <laughs> Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, no, no, no. Hold on, hold on. They're, uh, hmm. yeah, they're the they're the ginkgo trees. Sure, that's more interesting, right? Yeah, okay. Sure. Or, you know, I'm gonna say the Wizard
1: of Oz because they have the whole song. You're out of the woods. You're into the
2: not a musical fan.
1: Um all right, so we're going <laughs> to <laughs> we're going to uh, uh the one person I want to talk about here, Jordan Montgomery already said pretty overrated, not getting any wins cuz his team's been letting him down there, but that changeup up been really great. It's cr- crazy. Literally zero run support for five straight starts. It, it, it is bad. Uh Daniel Lynch pops back in. I believe he was
2: the the uh, the, the right up today, right? Yes. Yeah. 8 innings, zero runs against the uh the Tigers yep. uh or one. No, I think it was just I think it was zero. Uh, Lynch looked really good. He, like McGill, though, uh, he didn't have that overwhelming thing. It was a lot of good fastballs inside a righties. He actually was a tick lower than we saw before, but came with much better command. Mm. And I think that was an adjustment that he made. Uh, I think it was too amped. And I've seen this before where guys sure. come up and they're like, oh, I got to do everything. And then it didn't work. And so then they overthrow. And it's just not a good cycle, right? Much more in control and, and calm. Changeup was erratic. But, like, half the time, it was really, really nice. I mean, pretty. Like, Cole Hamels kind of yeah. looking to me. And then sometimes he just missed with it. And the breaker got a lot of effective strikes. And it was kind of like, oh, this can this work. Is, yeah. Dylan, Daniel Lynch was really, really highly touted. Yeah. And uh, there we l- talked about him a lot. You actually met him.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and there were a lot of really good things we've heard about with him. I remember thinking his, his, uh, his breaker was really nice when it worked earlier on. And to see a fastball is actually, like, yeah, that's where it's supposed to go. Yeah. It makes me think that this could be a really nice final two months for Daniel Lynch. So I'm thinking about I don't I don't think we have talked about this. I'm thinking
1: about working out a piece. Ooh. That is I wanna know the last pitcher for all thirty organizations that came up through that system and had success within the first couple of years. Why first couple of years? Because I'm trying to pinpoint exactly a system as opposed to MLB pitching coaches who probably don't talk to pitchers in the first year or so. They come up through the system, hey, do your thing. Right. Um, and then success is a little bit of a, that's so nebulous, right? Yeah, How do you define success, yeah. right? But what do you, so we're the, the reason this came up because I wanted to know, was thinking about um, uh, Jack Leiter's value in, in Texas, right? And obviously they have not had someone who's come up through their system in quite some time sure, who has yeah. been successful. It's either been Derek Holland or Alexio Gondo. Of what course, we're those are the first
2: two names I was going to say.
1: Exactly. So who's the last pitcher who came up through Kansas City who's had success?
2: Uh, would you define that as like Jacob Junis's random season? I would say like sub-4 ERA, like mid-3 ERA. Uh, did Granke? He didn't come up through
1: them, did he? Uh, yeah, I think did initially he? No, he, did. he did, but he that did. was like
2: the early, you know, late. As you said, two thousand four. So yeah, it might be someone before then. I uh, Giordano Ventura. That's who it is. Yeah. Okay.
1: It was Ventura who had. Who I
2: had, mean, the yeah success. He wasn't. You know, I, I always. Oh man, I just wish we saw more of him. Yeah. But it, but, uh, but yeah, that was. Uh, that's interesting. That yeah, the Royals really haven't produced like a real stud. And he, so here's kind of what I'm thinking. too. here's part two of that article. Yeah.
1: Which I think is very interesting. This is where remember I said earlier we're going to digress. Yeah. Um are we bringing starting pitchers into the show incorrectly? Mm. Because it is much, much easier to find examples where pitchers have come up and not succeeded than they have succeeded. Right. You find many more examples of hitters coming up and having success right? than you would say pitchers, in my personal opinion. Sure. So, And to, to further drive it home, the two organizations that mess with how pitchers come into the rotation are the Dodgers and the Rays in that, hey, you know what? Take three innings in the back end of the game. Right, Take yeah. three innings at the beginning of the game. Take, you know, we're going to bring it to the bullpen a little bit, right? We're going to do the Gonsolin. We're going to do the, the Shane McClanahan. We're going to sure. do that.
2: And is that the way to do it? That's a... Oh man, I'm excited to read this. It's interesting, right? Yeah. Is that the way well, that we should be bringing up pitchers? Yeah, you know, two things. Uh, one, it's called. There's no such thing as a pitching prospect. Not there's no such thing as a prospect. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. That's why the whole hitting thing. Great point. Uh, but it makes me wonder also if it's less about the um, the the process of like how we're introducing them to games, mm-hmm. but it might be a really good indication of the staff itself and like the tools that they're getting when they arrive. Oh, you mean like the people around them helping? Yes. Interesting. Because, I mean, that's something that I don't think we th- consider enough is, you know, who are the coaches that actually talk to them and teach them this? I'm like, okay, cool. You know, like, think about this. This is a process where if you think that a guy in AAA is the same person he is in the majors, that's just incorrect. Yeah. You know, you're always getting better. You're always making tweaks. You always need to make adjustments. That's the whole game of baseball. Even inside of a start, you're making all of these adjustments. Yeah. Am I going to throw this now? going to do that? What? And you're learning what you need to be doing and oh, no, I'm, I'm pitching it too far away, so i got to you know focus on keeping my shoulder and whatever it is, right? And coaching is what teaches you what adjustments to make. Sure. And when you don't have your slider, what do you do? Like, how do you... Do you just not have your slider anymore? Or do you know how to, you know, make that adjustment in the bullpen in between games, mm-hmm. right? Coaching, like every player will tell you, coaching, coaching, coaching is just everything. And it makes me wonder, yeah, maybe it's just the coaching. Maybe it is the way that they bring it in. Maybe we can even see... Guys who come up and then go to a different organization have success? Yeah. Is there some correlation to that of like certain organizations that clearly don't do that? I don't know. I can't wait for this. Well, what's the one thing we always talk about in a debut that we can't control for? I... Chitters? Yeah,
1: right? The mental game of it, right? Got Which, of it! Course, yeah, exactly. Nailed it! One for one! Think fastest here! <laughs> <laughs> well, this is what I'm saying, right? Obviously, any big prospect who comes up, Daniel Lynch included, right? You know, we're doing a big gift breakdown of him, and yeah. that's just our side. Kansas City makes a big deal of it, and they should. It's good for the sport, genuinely. Yeah. But... Few can live up to those expectations, and if we're saying, you know, you see a lot of guys who have success in AAA and they come up and they can't, and it could very well be because of those jitters, you could also say that they're getting them off their routine by having them come out of the bullpen, but I think there's a better argument to be made to do what Tampa Bay and LA do, which is, hey, guess what? You're coming out of the pen. It's probably not going to be a high situation.
2: Figure out how to pitch here first. So there is a third team. I used to call it the Cardinal Sin. Oh, okay. you remember this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Flaherty? It, well, the Flaherty, but it was Alex Reyes. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, I think there's one other guy, too, who essentially would come up as a reliever first. Yep. And then it would right there would be a starter. And we would always get so annoyed. Yeah, you're right. Like, how dare you? Oh, don't do Alex Reyes in the pen. We just want to see him start, you know? Yeah.
1: It's a good—you're right, because I, I, I agree. As a baseball fan, it's like, it's not good for the sport to have, you know, if Jack Leiter came up and was throwing two innings in meaningless games at right. the back end of a bullpen, I'd be like, this sucks. I want to watch Jack yep. Leiter push.
2: But it, it, I I wonder if that's interesting. So this is an old argument, too, because if you remember 2008, there was a pitcher who was so good in the pen, and they're like, oh, we got to convert him to a starter, and everyone wanted to debate about who, should Java Chamberlain pitch for the Yankees uh, or not. Yeah, you wow. know? This is this is an old thing. Raul Chapman was he going to be a starter? Razzell Grac- Glacius was a starter, wasn't a starter. Now he's a reliever, right? This is a constant question of like. So Jack Leiter shows up, he becomes a stud closer for a year. Should we just keep him? Yeah. And do we stretch him out? Yeah. Th- these are constant questions.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. It's very interesting. Well, it, clearly it doesn't seem like the current system works, right? Because like we, I I would have to I have to pull data, but I need to see what like the league average rookie ERA is. Sure.
2: Because I doubt it's great. And uh, I also would make an argument about like. They don't want to go back to the minors. Yeah. They really, really don't. Sure. And totally. So I can imagine if the Rays and Dodgers are like, hey, we're gonna just do this, then they feel, oh, cool. I don't need to dominate in this start. I don't need to do I can learn. Yeah. I can take my time in the pen and everything. That's one thing. But it's also a product of kind of how it's set up right now with options and uh and and time, yeah. cons- you know, and a service time and everything like that. That that messes with you. Well, that's the, that's the biggest thing, right? right. Because I, I was thinking about, like,
1: you know, you think about these pitchers. Like, Grayson Rodriguez has been having a lot of success on the minors. And at some point it's you have to think yourself— about time brought him up. <laughs> I know. We only made it all the way to July. <laughs> you have to think to yourself, okay, well, then why wouldn't— If the team is struggling, yeah. what, what, let him learn against Major League Pitching. You know what I mean? But then, of course, as you said, service time is such a big part of that right. conversation. But, yeah, it, it's— um, there's so much to determine here, too, because it might not be indicative of development. It could be indicative of front office and how they draft, right? The the Rangers might have gone so long because they took all their top picks, Dylan Tate, and they dealt them to the Yankees or they dealt them wherever. Sure. So there's so much to go on here. Either way, I, I've taken up enough time, but I thought it was a, a, a good conversation oh, I to have. It. That was great. We're going to have to burn through the rest of this tier. Uh, burn them! Because <laughs> we, have, we have we have three
2: tiers now. Okay, great. So I mean, We're going to start- move past the tier 10. All I'm going to say is Jordan Montgomery. Uh, Very exciting. Change-up curveball is doing great stuff. It's just about the sinker working too, but I think he's very underrated at the moment. Okay. And then David Price Some are like, hey, he's up to like 75 pitches now, Nick. Uh, Why isn't he higher up? It's because I don't know what the Dodgers are going to look like in a week. Yeah. And uh, I wouldn't say that David Price is also bringing like ace talent. It is David Price of old of like, oh, hey, sorry. It is David Price, this guy you know to be really good in the past. Sure. But he's not dominating with change-ups and cutters like he used to. Like, it's not... All of a sudden, the David Price show again. So, I'm a little like, okay, the unquestionable innings plus the unquestionable, the the questionable stuff. I don't know. That's a perfect transition into
1: the next tier because there are some Dodgers in there that I want to talk about, and that's Cobb, Keichel, Gonsolin, Gray, Josiah Gray, Jake Odorizzi, Madison Bumgarner, and Luis
2: Patiño. It's the end of the line. Okay, that is the cliff that we've hit it. So okay. this is this is the point where uh, the guys above I would want to roster in twelve teamers, and now we've said, okay, here's the waiver wire guys that like are, are teetering between the two. So. I was curious why Gonsolin... Because
1: Gonsolin, five and a third. No one runs two walks, seven Ks, He's not and then doing he drops. It. He's
2: not doing the thing. He's not His slider isn't amazing. And uh, I don't... Uh, again, I, I have more confidence that Price is going to stick in the rotation over Gonsolin. Well, I mean, right now they have the spots because Gray's the number five. Right. So Gray gets ousted, I do think. Mm-hmm. Kershaw does come back. At the end of August. Yeah. Maybe I am being too harsh about it with Gonsolin. Um I am more excited about the other guys, too. I, I, essentially, with Gonsolin, I was just like, yeah, you're not really, like... You're not overpowering me. You're not sure. You know, you're overpowering me. You're not being overwhelming against hitters. Uh, it's just, yeah. I would rather have Keuchel and Cobb honestly. Keuchel is, is two starts looking as good as I've seen Keuchel all season, uh, and then you have Cobb with the splitter doing great things. I mean, if you want to talk about which I don't, <laughs> like expected ERAs and everything. Yeah, Cobb is killing it. I uh, so take that as you want. I uh, but the splitter's there. The curveball is getting called strikes and everything like that with Cobb. It just Gonsolin isn't doing enough to say, like, I need to be in your roster. Tyone is doing better. Hermann went seven innings, no hit. Uh, Lynch is super exciting. Zach Thompson with that cutter, curveball and everything. Yeah, it wasn't as good as last start. That's why he dipped, but still really good. So, all those things, to me, more exciting than Tony Gonsolin.
1: Okay. Uh, tier 12, big one. Corbin, Mats, Heaney, Pavetta, Pineda, Paddock, Ross, Brubaker. 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 No. Um, Irvin, Gomber, Kelly, Weathers, Flexen, and Cool.
2: I... I am going to call this the vending machine because you got no money. You got little money. You're trying to figure out what you can buy to get lunch. (laughs) Okay. All right. Uh, I will say Luis Patino was in 77. People are going to be curious about these really quickly. Yeah, go ahead. Patino is getting an opportunity in the Rays. He has a really good slider. Yeah. And like hopefully he can turn into that tier nine guy. I don't really know yet. He does get Cleveland and I'm really excited for that one. Yeah. Josiah Gray, as I mentioned, probably out in the next week. Yeah. But it could be a really good start this week, and he has such a nasty stuff. He had 19 whiffs in under 80 pitches. I forgot who was next. 19 whiffs in under 80 pitches. The slide, fast. The slider looks great. Curveball too. Yeah. And he had more whiffs on the fastball than both of those combined. Yeah, Ten wild. whiffs. That's just how they do it. So good. Jacob de takes a dive because he didn't really do that well against the Rangers. But I do think a pitch adjustment of throwing more four seamers Oof. would work. Bum Bumgarner throwing under 90, even though he did well for two straight starts. Swing under 90 as opposed to 92, so he takes a dive.
1: Gray's next start is against Arizona. That is lovely. That's why he's there. That's lovely.
2: Yes. Yes. Okay, so it's tier 12, vending machine. Corbin was up to 94, dude. I know I know it wasn't very good of yeah, a start. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> he was against the Padres, I think. Still, like, he's up to 94. got eight whiffs on a slider. I just... I feel like it might be close. Look, I have him at 78. Is yeah, after so the end of the line and stuff, but it's like... Maybe...
1: Yeah, he's always going to be able to tease like that a little bit. It was against Baltimore. No, it was against Baltimore? Yeah. Well, they're good against lefties. Baltimore, hey, 19th best WOBA since uh, June 1st. We're not the worst. We're not in the bottom 10. <laughs> not the worst. Not in the bottom 10. It was six earned runs before that
2: to San Diego. Oh, okay, yeah. But I I just, oh, I can't get it out of my head. He's throwing 94 now. Like he was like 90, 91 before. It's weird, It'd it's always, it, but he didn't you, have the success, so I totally understand. But that's, I'm, I'm watching Corbin. Are you starting Joe Ross tonight against Philly? No, still ill, still ill. Yeah, okay, great. Austin Gomber making that return, I know, but it was a 50% fastball rate. I don't understand, Gomber. You have like amazing sliders and curveballs before you got injured and stuff. And now you're throwing 50%, like you figured it out. Don't throw the fastball 50% of the time. I guess he didn't have the feel for them and stuff, but it's, it had to have been that. Yeah, I hope it comes back.
1: It had to have been that.
2: I mean, was that his... That
1: wasn't a still for him, was it? Yes. It was? Oh, so there you go. He was yeah. probably just trying to figure out that fastball. Yeah, that I know. It. I'm just
2: upset. Okay,
1: right. let me be upset. All right, fine. Understandable. Um, <laughs> let's move on to this upset. final tier, then. Yeah. Tier 13. Cueto, Anderson... Yar- I can tell you're very excited to talk about these guys. Cueto, Anderson, Yarbrough, I mean, you, Stripling... You were so
2: excited. You like gave two names <laughs> for a 20-person tier or whatever. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, Marco Gonzalez, Caleb Smith, Matt Manning, Taylor Widener. He's back, baby. And
2: Will Crow. I mean, okay, for... <laughs> First of all, how how shocked are you by 100? Will Crow? Yeah. Didn't he have a, you just
1: had a pretty good start this past weekend, right? I think he maybe gave up a few earned runs but ended up having a few I think he had
2: 9 strikeouts or something. Yeah, strikeouts. that's what, Oh yeah,
1: it was two earned runs against San Francisco with 9 Ks. If you're going to do that against San Francisco, sure, you should be number 100. Okay.
2: Well, it's it's uh two of his last four starts came with curve uh changeups and sliders with tons of whiffs. And it's kind of like the last four starts have been like mm, maybe there's something happening with Will Crow. It's kind of interesting. He hasn't gotten the innings doing it, but there is it's 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 a weird man of intrigue is Will Will Crow.
1: I do not know how that start generated twenty one called strikes, but it's interesting. <laughs>
2: it, it is very interesting. Yes, he he's getting whips on both sliders and changeup sometimes. That that is that's a, it. He's a, at one hundred. You want someone interesting? I gave him to you. That is interesting. Okay. No, right.
1: I, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. We're at number one hundred. What am right. I going to do here? Right. But this the,
2: is the um. I uh, this is the oh I have it I have it It's in my head. Hold on. Uh, the empty shelves. Okay. So, like, this is like, the one can of corn that's left during, like, a pandemic. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. And this is them. Poor yeah. Ross Stripling. Poor Ryan Yarbrough. Yeah. Ross Stripling just did well. Everyone's going to be like, negative 13, Nick. It's because he doesn't have his secondaries. He had one game against the Yankees when the secondaries were there, and they haven't been there since. And it was glorious. It was glorious. It was. And he yelled at his teammate. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That he was—he was. He was like, you gotta understand that moment. In Ross, mood, like, yeah. well, he finally. This is the day. This yeah. is it. It all coming together, and like he needed that one act last out, and his teammate didn't do. it I mean, it's gonna happen, but like no. that was him in an outburst of emotion. And he gotta get hurt in the game. All And the he, you know. He apologized and everything. You know, so oh, no, no one can blame him for it. Yeah.
1: Um. But Nick, we did it. We did it. <laughs> that's gonna do it for episode number two sixty eight <laughs> of <laughs> On the Corner, the official Pitcherlift.com podcast. I'm your host, Alex Fast, and I'm Nick Pollock.
2: We'll talk to you guys next week.